Today's reading is Romans 13, chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. It can be found on page 1048 of the Bibles next to your seats, as well as on the screen. This is God's word. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. The word of the Lord. All right. I invite you to pray with me. Our God of grace, we look at this passage from uh, a variety of journeys that have been playing out for years and weeks and uh, in the past few days. We come into this room from different emotional postures, different experiences. Some of us come with anger, uh, bitterness. Some of us come with hurts and wounds that are, that are fresh. Some of us come afraid, thoughtful and prayerful about things happening in our life or our world. Some of us come with great doubts, while others come with great faith and gratitude and being very convinced that you are real. And we maybe sit right next to someone who has never doubted you more in their whole life than they are today. And so as we sit here, a mixture of humanity and of your children, we're also, you know, we have in common that we are more of a mess than we care to admit. More broken than we want others to know. Sometimes more broken than we're even honest with ourselves about, or more broken than... than has even been peeled back yet. We, we still need to see how broken we are. And yet, it, this story of, from Scripture about Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, and His forgiveness of sins through the cross, this story tells us we are more loved and accepted than we ever imagined. So, more broken, but more loved simultaneously. Something only you can hold together, only you can make happen. And so we seek to understand that and to grow through that now as we hear your words, words of Scripture that we as a Christian church trust you have 
given us, and you are going to speak through, even now, through your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The question of the week last week was, what is your neighbor pet peeve? You know, like, your neighbors bug us, right, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Awkward laughter and mumbling. I've had a lot of, you know, throughout my life, you know, there's a lot of those stories, right? You know, the walls are too thin and what you hear on the other side of that wall, you know, at the wrong hour of day or the, you know, the, the parking issues. So there were two, two answers that people gave last week. One was parking and the other was smoking, right? And in both cases, I'm like, yep, I've experienced both of those in my neighborhoods that I've lived in. Pet peeve, you know, and it gets under your skin, doesn't it? Are there other things? What other pet peeves? Do we need to get real here? Noise. Noise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Littering. Littering. Mm-hmm. Do. What's that? Dogs. Dog do. Doggy do. Yes. And barking. Hey. Burglary. Burglary. Mm-hmm. Burglary. When. Calling code enforcement? Oh, like on you? Someone call. Yeah. Yep. Someone likes the 311 number and they're just calling it all the time. Yeah. I didn't even hear it, Stan. I, I, don't, I don't even know what you said. Yeah. Anything else? Did we miss any? Hmm. You know, sideswiping your car but not telling you, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, and so, it's hard sometimes to love your neighbors. This passage tells us literally to love your neighbor. Romans 13. And one of the phrases right at the beginning catches my attention and is sort of terrifying. That we have an, a continuing debt to, as a Christian to love one another. So if you are a Christian, this is like speaking to you and saying you have an ongoing debt. Basically it's saying you're constantly called to do inconvenient acts of love to people who might be uh, irritating you. Always, you know, another way to put it, way I, I read it is always be loving all the time, especially to annoying people in your life. I mean, it's like the target is just too big, right? It's, it's like almost overwhelming. And we like, we like a contained, we like a measured, manageable command from God and from... We like to play games with God in a sense and get God in a box that is manageable for us. You know, we come to God and we say, give me, give me a short list of what I can do to know that I'm okay, to know that I've done enough, to know that I've, that I've you know, paid off, you know, my debt in a sense. I'm paid in full. You know, there was a man who came to Jesus and he said, what must I do? Right? And we all kind of do that. You know, I have an itching sense that I haven't measured up. What, what else can I do? And of course, Jesus dropped, ended up dropping this truth bomb on this guy and said, well, sell all you have. Give to the poor and come follow me. You know, it's kind of like, 
everything, this huge target, and the man walked away sad. But we all kind of do it. We all, that's human nature. Give me something that I can walk away and go, huh, okay, yeah. I'm on that. And I'll be back next Sunday with a report and a, a checked it off. Tell me, tell me what to do to be good enough. Jesus, tell me what I owe you so that I know I'm paid in full. I had this rare thing this week that I got to do. Convenient that it was on this week of this passage. I got to pay the last payment on a car, like on a loan for a car. Oh, anybody had that feeling before? It doesn't happen very often in life that you have, you get to have minus one bill in life, a monthly, but usually you get, and you just keep realizing as life goes on, another bill, okay, the dentist, okay, the orthodontist, okay, the whatever, you know, now a water bill, now I have a water meter, you know, you just, the key, but yeah, how, how good does that feel? And we love that. Give me something I can say, it paid in full, a debt that is not, like the scripture says, continuing, you know, you can't ever reach it. You can't ever make that last payment. That's kind of what Jesus is saying. We want it to be manageable. When God, when God have I secured my place with you? I want a measurable set of rules. And so, if you're honest though, you pull back the curtain on that way of having a relationship with God and you pull back the curtain on that, on how we all approach God most of the time, and you realize that you're just using God to feel okay about yourself. You don't actually really, you aren't knowing God when you have a relationship with God that way. You're basically just, um, you just basically have yourself and your miniature good deeds, your collection of miniature imperfect good deeds. And you don't have what's, what's you don't have this inner deep joy and settledness, like a peace that you itch for, that you agitate for. You think, I should have, there's, it feels like I'm created for a sort of a peace that I haven't, hasn't made its way in yet. And if you're playing games with God and just wanting a measurable checklist, then your foundation is not a foundation that as the earthquakes of your life and as the hurricanes and wildfires come into your life, you don't have a stable sturdy foundation to stay peaceful and joyful amidst the storm. Because you just have your weak, feeble self if you're saying, God, give me, give me the list of myself, of what I do. And so Jesus comes to reintroduce you, not to religion, but to God. Not to religious game playing, but to the God who made you to bring peace and joy. Are you, you want that? Yeah. All right, we're getting charismatic here. <laughs> I just had somebody say something in response. That was beautiful. Wow. Got goosebumps. Man, I might even put my notes aside. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. <laughs> It'll be too long if I do that. Mm. Now, God, Jesus wants to introduce you to God, not some new, you know, the, the sad news, the bad news I bring you today is it's not a manageable list. If you're going to meet God, it's not a little tidy manageable list. You're going you're gonna to get this peace, you're going to get this joy through Jesus alone, a relationship with Jesus. Now, <clears throat> so here's a question. Let's keep moving this forward. 
how can a Christian learn, like this passage tells us, that basically this manageable list of commandments, you shall not commit adultery, hey, all right, I'm good. You shall not murder, hey, I'm good. You shall not steal, all right. You know, this manageable list is not where it's at. And how can a Christian learn that it is just an ongoing debt to just love everyone all the time in the best possible way you can? How can a Christian not be completely overwhelmed by that? Right? And walk away with your head down, in a sense, like that man that came to Jesus. Well, I think the answer is, as we're reading this, is in sort of one of the problems of this passage, that as you read it, as I read it, it kind of puts up a red flag where it says this in that first verse. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. As a, as a reader of the Bible, I have a, I, red flags go up. I have a problem with that. Because it says in the Bible, even in this own book of Romans, repeatedly that only Jesus can and does fulfill the law. So I'm going, well, what is it? Am I supposed to fulfill the law? Or is Jesus supposed to fill the law in my behalf or on behalf of me? So this, that's kind of confusing. You read in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, I have come not to abolish any of the laws, but to fulfill them. So what is it? And suddenly I stop, if I'm reading this, I stop and I realize if I look carefully at Romans 13, it never actually says, you, any one of you or me, is going to fulfill the law. It doesn't actually say that. It just says, whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. And then later it says, um, love is the fulfillment of the law. So it never, you know, at first I read it and I think, okay, okay I'm going to do this. I'm going to fulfill the law. Love everyone perfectly all the time, great. And then you realize, no, it doesn't actually say you're going to. It just says love does. And if you've, if you've followed the story up to this point, you know that. Because the Bible has not told you that you're going to fulfill it all yourself. Jesus does. So once again, here we are. Over and over, the Bible invites me to admit that I need someone else to fulfill God's requirements on my behalf. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not being asked to do it to that degree. It's already been done. I am more spiritually incompetent than I care to admit. And I'll be buried in debt if it's up to me. I'll be buried in debt to God because I'll just fail miserably. My payment will never be enough. And God says, I paid it all off. You have a zero balance. You didn't have to write the last check. I wrote the whole check. I paid off the mortgage on your peace and joy. And you can be settled on your new foundation, your new home. And all that has been firmly established up before this point in Romans 13. So don't read this wrong. But, so, that's why, if you're reading and you get to verse 8 and it says, there is a continuing debt, you know, a debt that you don't extinguish through trying hard, there is a continuing debt before you, 
like, almost like you continue to make payments on this debt, continual to love, love one another. It's never ending. But now the Christian is completely unburdened by that. It's, it's like you just you get to make payments. You're not burdened because you have to get to this point that hasn't been reached and that everything about your relationship with God is in question. And that's why you come to church to hear someone from up front tell you the new things that you hadn't yet realized the Bible says you haven't been doing. And if you can try a little bit harder, maybe next week you'll feel like you think everyone else feels. No. Mm -mm. It's already been paid off. You're here to hear that. That's the main thing of coming to church, of reading your Bible, of participating in the Eucharist, the table up here in a little bit. It's the main thing is just to keep being washed over by God's grace over and over, reminded against your thick skull that you are not uh, responsible to pay off some kind of debt and get to this end point and then God will be okay with you. It's, been, it's done. It's happened. Get with the times. Get peace. Get joy. It's here already. That's what's here. That's what Jesus offers you. I think one of the coolest part about that is to realize that that speaks to some of the inner agitations you brought here today and you've been dealing with all week. Some of the inner agitation that just won't stop gnawing at you, that God's, the, the gift of Jesus is a, is a sort of a peace, a settledness. The accounts are settled. And that is a new reality for all of the agitation in your life that you carry as if it's an unpaid debt that you have to fix. And that can lead to joy. And then that can lead to you being unencumbered by this challenge of now keep making payments forever. It's not overwhelming. Because you're not agitatedly trying to accomplish and get your way forward with God. You're not trying to prove yourself with the world. You're not trying to say I'm worthy or I'm valid or whatever. All that's settled. Now you just get to be in the joy of making payments. Love payments. And the opportunities will come, as we know. People will annoy you, neighbors, family. Please don't skip over those closest in your life when you think about who you're supposed to love. You know, you, you know don't go straight to the person with the cardboard sign by the stop sign. That's okay to go there, but also go to like the person you live next to or with or in a house with. Start with the closest and start to realize, man... If God loved me this way, if Jesus loved me this way, and I didn't have to pay off and earn, then why am I expecting all these people around me to earn my relationship with them and my love? And let the good news of grace, we call it the gospel, let it just flow out of you. There's no more earning. There's no more fearing God. There's no more doing this stuff out of guilt. Love has saved you. Love has rescued you from the shabby foundation of your manageable good deeds. Let's go forward together and as individuals into our places where God has put us and let us keep paying off the unending debt to love others. Let's pray. Our God of grace, <clears throat> thank you for that we have such a rich picture because many of us have been in debt in one way or another or are sitting here with debts. And what a picture that you have you have just freed us from being in debt completely. And that is what it's like to know you. 
the deepest kind of spiritual debt that we all have, and you've freed us from it. And if we are in a place where we need to grab hold of that a little bit more today, we need to say, you know what, I want that. I haven't really accepted God's role in my life through Jesus in that kind of way where I'm letting you in, God, fully, then I pray that um, those folks would have your Holy Spirit's help and, and safety here to maybe come forward for communion as a way of stepping into relationship with you or coming forward after the service for prayer with prayer servants to talk about that. Whatever the case may be, will you, be, will you activate this grace that is usually so hard for us to wrap our minds around and help it, to, help it to just start to get so real that we get excited. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.